Recorded during the plague year 2020, this is the Andromeda Minute. Each week we get together to talk about the all-too-timely 1971 Robert Wise-directed techno-thriller The Andromeda Strain. One minute of screen time per episode. I'm one of your hosts, Jim O'Kane of TVDads.com. And I'm Rory Elward, a military technical advisor for film and television and an old friend of Jim O'Kane's. Oh, yes. Many's, many's the day we sat in uh, theaters all over Brewster and Danbury and all up, up in the tri-state area of New York, Connecticut, uh, watching, uh, watching good movies on film. It was ama- an amazing time. <laughs> wow. When people yeah. went out those yeah, days. People, <laughs> yes, they sat next to each other and stuff. <laughs> it was crazy. Shared popcorn. What is that about? Yeah. So uh, we're back, and here we are back in the '70s in uh, this great, this great movie, this great Robert Wise uh, epic film. Uh, and we're watching people smoking and drinking out of Erlenmeyer flasks and all kinds of stuff. Um, and uh, and we're we're sitting with my my personal favorite character in this, Doctor Ruth Levitt. Who, uh, gosh, she just. If, if, if anybody's come to personify quarantine, it's Dr. Levitt and her attitude. Dr. Ruth, before there was Dr. Ruth. Yeah, exactly. She, she uh, uh, plowed the field first. <laughs> I, I, uh, I mean, I, I love the casting of this because um, there really isn't a big star. Uh, yeah. And, and, they, and they certainly went out of their way to, to, um, to cast people who looked like scientists. I mean, everybody has this kind of work-a-day look about them, which I think is brilliant. Yeah, yeah lots of fluorescent lighting, I think, is how, you know, they, they've lived they lived their life without vitamin D. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, it's, it's, you know, other movies of the time are casting uh, Raquel Welch yes. as, as a scientist. Um, and, and she certainly, I mean, you know, believable, but you're not paying that much attention to that, where, whereas as Dr. Ruth, is but yeah she's a scientist no question she's a scientist yeah no she's wearing her you know jc penny's blouse and uh, lab coat and yeah. uh, you're not going to stick her in a neoprene uh, uh, jumpsuit no no um, and, and and i think that's um i think that's part of what sells the the film is that everybody does seem like they you know it's it doesn't seem hollywood yeah exactly yeah these are all uh contract players at universal who you know they'll be on a banachek next week or a name of the game or columbo one of those things i mean they they learn their craft from the ground up they're all they're all believable in terms of of their performances oh Um, for sure yeah journeyman journeyman actors all and uh it's uh you know this is a a guy with a comb over can have a have a career in this the uh (laughs) uh, and and should and yeah, should. I, I agree. Yeah, should. I mean these are these are the people that you see on the street. You don't bump into Raquel Welch every day, but you bump into a lot of Ruth Levitts. A lot of Ruth Levitts and and these other and these other characters. Um, yeah, they just. Yeah. I mean, I I I I find that the um, you know some some of the, I mean some of the script is problematic, but I mean the in terms of the 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 people like are the do you, do you buy that these people are scientists in 1970? And the answer is yes. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, she's got the uh, the intern that she's uh, <laughs> life hasn't worn her down yet. She hasn't been, you know, had all the, the edges taken off. But she's I, I do like the way that the interactions are. Especially, you know, you're seeing that in this minute too. the uh, the younger assistant is very protective of Levitt, may know her uh, her secret that we'll find out later in the movie. Um, 
but she seems to uh, have run into people that had questions about Dr. Levitt, and uh, she's running running defense for her. Um, I, I do like that that I- the interpersonal relationships on it seems realistic. Yeah, and I and I, I what what's interesting is is the four leads are all white, but a lot of the um, a, a lot of the supporting actors are not, which I think is yes. you know it's it's 1970 and we're not there yet. I'm probably still not there, but um, but but you can see that they're trying. They're 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 pushing people to the front um, to to you know create this 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 idea. But but you know the yeah. Universal it, is not all the way there in 1970 by a long shot. No, and they might not have had them in their um, client. You know their their, uh, their actor uh, catalog might not have that many. So it's uh, for and and all these people are. I mean the. Uh, the minority characters here are all uh, STEM related. They're not, uh, you know, it's not the janitor or the bellhop, that kind of thing. It's uh, these people are scientists all. And uh, it's uh, very, very nice to see, kind of refreshing. And the fact that they don't dwell on that is another uh, key piece yeah. too. It, it's not uh, not heavily underlined. Although um, what's what's interesting is is that on the military side, I mean, in, in 1970, the, the military is, one of the most integrated parts of society, and yet the military casting in this doesn't reflect that at all. Uh, I'm just wondering uh, how many the uh, we're seeing many officers in in this. Uh, was the officer corps as uh, as diverse? It's it's um, the officer corps is, is less diverse, but it's still diverse. And a lot of the guys you see in uh, in the scene in in the, in the scene with the um, where the Air Force first finds out about it, like that, you know, control room yeah. that they have. I mean, unless I miss something, they're all white guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the, the only the only uh, minority character you see uh, is is an MP at the uh, station. The military yeah. policemen, when they come off, uh, off an elevator, other than that, no. Which I I thought was very odd. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just was wondering if all the. Uh... All the more diverse uh, members of it were over in Vietnam at the moment. Yeah. Um, these, these were the guys who all wangled their stateside gigs, and uh, they they figured, oh, I'm going to protect the Earth against alien invasions. This is the best job in the world for 1970. <laughs> I'm not worried about Vietnam invading, but I'm certainly worried about aliens invading. So yeah, I mean, a good call. Uh, yeah. Good call. Good, you know, good career move, as they say. Yeah. Now, our, uh, I was just wondering on from a sartorial view. Uh, were boss mustaches a thing in the Air Force in 1970? So the um, they they were um, and continue to be at, at certain times. Um, there's there's no one uh, I think that I saw in the film that actually looks like they're in the Air Force. Yeah, I mean they're just their hair is too long. Their their mustaches are too long. Um, they they don't most of them don't. A couple of them actually, if if more care had been taken as to their appearance are actually good actors. Um, but they're also almost universally too old for the roles that they're playing. Yeah. That, that, that's, I was wondering about that too. They all seem like forties and fifties. They, I would think that they'd all be in the reserves by now or, you know, just doing their <laughs> two weeks out of the year. And uh, of course these guys, I don't know, maybe they were just called into action and they're part of air force reserve and didn't know, but no, uh, <laughs> That no, the, airman, that airman blocking uh, Doc, uh, Dr. Levitt's way seems yeah. way too old for his rank. 
Oh, he's way too old for his rank. And, 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 and you can tell he's played a lot of cops because of the way he hooks his thumbs inside his gun belt. <laughs> so, or Westerns, maybe. I, yeah. I just, uh, yeah, it's not. Uh... They just they, they called they called central casting and said, we need a cop. And they didn't yeah. say military cop. They just said cop. So they they, they sent a guy over from uh, from uh, the Telly Savala show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I, I don't know. Do they wear do Air Force uh, personnel wear Sam Browns? I, I don't know how common that is as a at at the time they probably would have and uh and certainly the um the 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 major um that he's with with in the scene with ruth um he looks like an accountant from a from a third-rate department store (laughs) and and in reality it would be you know it would be someone from it would be someone from uh uh either air force intelligence although in in actuality it was the united states army that was handling uh, germ warfare research for the uh, for all of the military in uh, in 1970. Mm. So it wouldn't have even been an Air Force guy. I mean, the Air Force would have handled the um, the acquisition of the satellite, but once it became a germ warfare thing, um, oh. which you know, as as they portray in the script, they always knew it was a germ warfare thing that had gone sideways. Uh, you would have seen a lot more Army people involved. Yeah. Um... I just I'm just wondering if this the air base was the closest thing and they could get her on a plane and they couldn't get in the army folks over. I don't know how how uh, joint task were they back then any? Or? Well, for something like this they would have been completely um purple as 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 the expression goes. Huh. Um although I don't think it was the expression at the time. But they uh they absolutely would have had representatives uh for something like this. I mean in in the same way that uh all the branches participated in sending astronauts to the astronaut program. I mean, everybody had their piece of it. Yeah. Um, one other uh, uniform question, though. White hat, is that an MP? That, it, that's a that's an Air Force MP thing? or Because, I, I mean, I've, I, mostly I'm seeing blue hats on Air Force. I didn't yeah, know the, 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 the white hats are typically, you see, in, in um, uh, certainly in the Army and the Air Force, uh, a white hat would indicate a military policeman, although I'd have to check to see if... Um, if they in fact wore a white a white service cap in, in the uh, in the Air Force at the time, but I mean it, it it seems right, but it could have been just that's what in a Western costume sent over. Yeah, or uh, as a you know as a general overview, how how badly as compared with other 1970s films, we have to put it in context. How badly do they get the military in this uh, movie? Well, I I I, I think it's. Uh, it, they, they clearly didn't have a military advisor, nor did they pay a lot of uh, attention, because usually even uh, the, the, one of the biggest disconnects that you see as a military advisor is that uh, the the actor and the uh, rank and the specialty are not synced up in any fashion. So, you know, even today you'll go, you know, you'll be asked to provide military advice on a show and they will have cast a 25 year old kid as a master sergeant. You're like, yeah, oh. <laughs> that's not, doesn't look good. <laughs> so, um, I, I, I would say Andromeda strain is even for 1970 is at the lower end of the spectrum. Um, and it's always surprising because, you know, you're only, you're only talking 25 years after the war, uh, after world war two, 
and at a time when the draft is going on, which means everybody kind of knows people in, in the military at some level. So to see that kind of, they, they clearly just didn't care. And that's yeah. really what it, what, it, what, it came, what it comes down to, because probably somebody knew better, but they didn't have the, the say. And then the, the casting clearly does not reflect the, the ages of, I mean, the, 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 the major in the other scene is, I mean, he, he's good casting in that he looks the part, but he also would be like a colonel and he'd have yeah. a haircut. <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but he was going to be a name of the game the following week, so they you know worked that out in the contract. Exactly. I, I worked on something re- recently, um, another another science fiction show, and um, this this guy was was hired to play an, an 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 army soldier, and he said, "Well, I'm in the National Guard. I wouldn't get a haircut." <laughs> Just <laughs> I said, "Yeah, well, I'm retired from the National Guard, and you would, and in fact, you're going to." <laughs> Or you yeah. can go home. Those are your choices. Yeah, yeah. You're not you're not Bill Murray and Stripe, so you don't you don't get that option. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> when when you have top billing, then you can argue. But yeah. Um, so we go we go from uh, from the Air Force guys finding out that she's going with them, uh, and uh, I didn't know what they were going to do if she if she still said no. Would he just like throw her in the trunk and <laughs> you're? I. It's uh. Yeah. There 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 would be a way of of uh, of. Uh, gaining compliance. Um, yeah. Al- although if they thought it was going to be a problem, they would have sent more guys because department store accountant guy is not going to help. Yeah, yeah, no, no. He's going to be backing away going, what, you know, what's in that beaker? I don't, you know, I don't like being in this place. She looks really angry, <laughs> <laughs> which, which is her default look, unfortunately. But... I'm a radio operator at the second and third week of August. This yeah. is a... <laughs> <laughs> um, Oh gosh, uh, but anyway, we go we go from uh, from Doctor Levitt's rather uh, Spartan that it's kind of a sparse lab that she works in. I yeah. don't know what she's doing there, but it just seems they don't have. I guess that was all the equipment they could get uh, weaseled out of uh, Perk and Elmer. Yeah, um, especially if she's on the verge of a breakthrough. It doesn't look like the pace of operations there is very high. Yeah, <laughs> um, and then uh, we go we go to uh, the intro to James Olsen as Doctor Mark Hall, where he's about to cut into a big piece of uh, latex. Right, right. Um, and I, I have no, I, I mean, other than being operated on, I have no background in what 1970s operations look like, but I get the feeling that it, it looks, I mean, he looks scrubbed up. It looks like he's wearing things the right way. Yeah. So. Uh, Although the best, the best moment in that scene is, first of all, the guy says you have to be there in 30 seconds. I don't know how it's physically possible unless he could teleport. <laughs> Yes, I'm going to have to I just see the next thing is just feet flying through the window. <laughs> he dives out, you know. Yeah. Um, but but the best part is, is that he walks away and he like stops at the door and pulls his mask down inside yeah. the operating room. So he Whoops. can have that kind of. And then and then he kind of like the, the door doesn't shut the way he wants. He tries slamming the door and it's yeah. obviously on a on a on a. Yeah, but... <laughs> it's like that's terrible i mean everything about that that moment is wrong <laughs> yeah it's um uh horrifying but he does uh, uh at least you know and, and as as we're all getting a lot more proficient at putting on masks and things he is wearing his mask correctly so that's a, that's right. a godsend there um and uh gosh it was back in the day when uh you could have glass that that shatterproof glass that had the little wires embedded in it that yes was a, a nice nice ancient touch and we get we get our we get the minute with the cameo here of uh, Michael Crichton himself, 
uh, sitting, sitting there watching, watching it all go on and thinking, gosh, I'm in, I'm in a movie I wrote. <laughs> I didn't even realize that was him. That's great. Uh, yeah. That's, he, he doesn't get any words cause he doesn't have his, uh, SAG after car or SAG card at the time. <laughs> Is he like Stephen King? He has to be in all his movies. Yeah. I, I yeah, or Hedgecock, I guess, but I don't know if he was in coma. I have to, now I have to go find out if he's in like timeline and things like that. But, uh, no, I think Stephen yeah, King yeah. has a cameo in, 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 I mean, certainly in, in some of his films. Oh, okay. I'll have to, now I have to, I have to go watch him out. Um, <laughs> something else to do. Uh, the state troopers, I was trying to figure out what state that is. I, I've, I've tried zooming in, but it doesn't seem to be able to pick out the, the state name. Yeah, I couldn't. Um, I mean, there's just, I mean, it, it's a kind of a generic, I mean, I, I thought it was New York at first, but yeah. I don't think New York, New York, even back then, I don't think they wore that particular brand of, um, I don't think they they wore the, 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 the hat with the Montana peak, like the, the campaign yeah, hat. Yeah. Yeah, it looks good. I mean, it's it's effective. You you don't. It's a it's a very nice uh, visual shorthand of these are the state police that have come to get you because apparently, the air force was busy that night or something. I don't know. The air force was busy. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, it, it it makes more sense um, that they would send like local law enforcement. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, just to make it, it like the when we saw um, Doctor Stone getting picked up. I think having somebody posting a sentry out in front of your uh, uh, suicide door, Lincoln, and marching <laughs> back and forth in, a, in the neighborhood in front of the Munster's house is probably the worst way exactly. to do something low-key. Yeah, because, um, um, you know, given how secret this is supposed to be, that's not <laughs> that kind of thing you advertise. Yeah, I mean, it's, they might as well just get a PA on the front of the car going, go back to what you're doing. Ignore us. Yeah. <laughs> Pretend you're fighting. Don't get a camera. <laughs> Oh dear, and uh, I just all of these. Every time I see these different people, like the uh, the hospital supervisor here, I just keep wondering: Was he Robert Wise's drinking buddy, or was he? You know, is it Michael <laughs> Crichton's dad? Is it, you know, it, that that's my constant. One, or, I just wonder about the guy who's the patient. If that's somebody who you know, he's like the caterer or something. Yeah, right? yeah. I I, I worked on uh, my my first. Um, my first big break in Hollywood was I worked on a, a feature film called Courage Under Fire. And I remember, yeah. you know, we'd, we'd been doing prep on the film for a couple of months. And one day, uh, right before we started shooting, the uh, director came over and put his arm around me. He said, so are you going to be in this thing or what? <laughs> <laughs> and that was after I spent five years trying to be an actor and getting absolutely nowhere. It's like, oh, that's why. That's the secret, yeah. All those little roles you wanted to get are, are going to the guy that the director said, hey, you going to be in this thing? <laughs> get to know me. Yeah, it's uh, uh, amazing. Uh, so, yeah, for uh, this is, I mean, this is the, in a heist movie, this would be getting the gang together. And uh, it it's not too bad. I mean, in terms of, in terms of reveals, I don't think it's it's too bad in introducing the characters. You get the the first thing you get the idea is um, Doctor Levitt's cranky, and uh, uh, Mark Hall's not supposed to be here. Yeah, <laughs> I got a job to do. And they never explain why she has an attitude with the surgeon. Yeah, it's um... like they obviously know each other. She yeah, it, really it, doesn't it, like him. Yeah, and it's like before emails. So... Yeah. Um, did she write a bad, did, did, did he write something bad about her in a trade journal or? Yeah, I just, I mean, I mean, a, a clear visceral, 
reaction on her part. And yet, you know, maybe that scene's on the cutting room floor. I, I, I haven't read the novel in 30 years, so I don't know, but. Yeah, it it plays well. I mean, it makes them real. It, it it makes you feel like okay, they're not just uh, you know, you're not watching Big Brother or something. It's it's a it's a real real event. Um, that is, gosh, that operating room. I know operating rooms have good lighting, but this is there's so many lights in that room. There's so many different light sources. Like, it's it's just amazing how much is uh is lit up in that room. And considering how dark and uh, dreary the uh, uh, Doctor Levitt's office was, where. I'm assuming that all these are happening at similar times. Yeah, and... it seems like, the, you know, the call goes out and that as soon as they can get to that person, you know, they, they get to them. Yeah. So is Dr. Levitt working at 11 o'clock at night in a, in a school lab? I just, it just doesn't seem like a, a thing that you do. I mean, maybe it's, she's at a critical moment, but. Yeah, um... I, I get that she's, you know, there's this, she, but she doesn't have a sense of urgency or the way you would have if you felt like you were like about to finish an experiment that presumably was going to yield some result that you cared about. Yeah. It, it sounds more like a, a weak excuse. I mean, I think what it is is she figured uh, the call would never come and she just, she could just ride it out. You know, her, her medical condition would not be revealed. And so, and now, you know, it's uh, they're, they're, they're doing a, a, a call and uh, you just, you feel, I, I'm I'm just trying to figure out if this is supposed to be a mystery to us or it's just, it's just we're supposed to read it as she's cranky. And um, and they and they never actually explain um the the, the 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 briefest description of why she's on the team at all and no description of what her experiment was about. Yeah. Yeah, it's something, something in, in a box, box and uh, <laughs> we're not supposed to care. So and I'm um, going to figure out how to get the bow off without <laughs> ruining it so I can reuse it. Yes, put your finger right here. Yes. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> you, with, you with your fingers in the gun belt. Come here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wow. Well, it looks like it's, it's midnight in, uh, in uh, Dr. Hall's uh, operating room. So uh, let's, let's pick this up again on Wednesday and we can uh, find out more of where, where they're going to go as this, this day comes to a close. Um, for folks wanting to uh, chat with us, uh, online and talk about your personal experiences with uh, people interrupting your lab experiments or, uh, or getting uh, stopped during an appendectomy, uh, go reach out for us. We're on uh, the social media at uh, uh, Project Wildfire on Facebook or on Andromeda Minute on Twitter. Uh, of course, if you're listening to us, you can find us at the big site if you missed any previous episodes at andromedaminute.com or go pick your favorite podcatcher and you can pick it up there. Uh, we'll pick this up on uh, Wednesday, speaking of picking things up. So if you could uh, check back with us then. In the meantime, uh, stay six feet apart, uh, wash your hands, and uh, we'll see you here next time on the Andromeda Minute. Very flattering. We don't know much more than when we got here.